It's a big week for telehealth in Congress, with markups on virtual care legislation in the House Education and Workforce Committee Tuesday and Ways and Means on Wednesday. I'll be watching to see how much Democratic support the bills get. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. The World Health Organization is adopting the digital COVID-19 certificate developed by the EU in anticipation of future health crises that may require international verification of vaccination certificates or other health documents. The WHO will use the framework of the EU certificate on a global scale to enable countries to authenticate vaccination certificates and health documents obtained in other WHO member countries. To facilitate the development of this new system, the EU Commission and the WHO will collaborate through the Global Digital Health Certification Network. Even in deep blue states like California, mandating vaccines for diseases like HPV is a challenge. The latest effort fell victim to a homegrown anti-vaccine movement that's become more organized and more successful since the pandemic. It's happening across the country. Attempts to require new vaccines for school kids this year also sputtered in Wisconsin and Massachusetts. And Mina Seshamani, the director of the Center for Medicare, talked to Robert King about the agency's plans for drug price negotiations. Robert's here to explain. Thanks for having me. You recently spoke with Medicare director Mina Seshamani to get an update on the drug pricing negotiation process. What's the latest? The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services is in the middle of standing up a completely new process to negotiate for lower drug prices available on Medicare. And this process was instituted under the Inflation Reduction Act passed by Congress and signed by President Biden last year. Basically, the first part is an initial guidance that was released back in March, and now CMS has asked for comments on that initial guidance, and it's going to be finalizing it later this summer. And how are drug makers responding to this effort? Is there a chance that this could end up in court? This was a very contentious policy in Congress. It really drew a lot of opposition from the pharmaceutical industry who believe that it is going to stifle research and development. It's going to institute government price caps. But this was a long sought democratic policy priority that they finally included in the Inflation Reduction Act. But now drug makers are keeping a keen eye at how the negotiation process is being implemented. It's very interesting right now to see kind of where things are going to go. Right now, the initial guidance said that drug makers cannot share any information on the negotiation process. And some lobbying groups, including the main lobbying group, Pharma, has argued that that is a violation of their First Amendment rights. So that could be a potential source of litigation in the near future. It's a pretty big effort to implement this law. Where is CMS in the hiring process for new staff to handle this endeavor? Sure. So CMS has gotten funding from Congress to hire about roughly 100 people, and they're right now in the midst of still going through that. Sesmani told me that there could be a comprehensive announcement soon on that effort, but she also told me who exactly they're looking to hire. And she said that they're looking for people that don't just have a drug or clinical background, but also economists as well, because there's a lot of different factors that the 
negotiating team must take into account when they are determining a negotiated price for these products. And just to give some simple background, the agency is going to identify 10 drugs that will be initially for negotiation, and they will go into rounds of talks, and then the final price will be implemented in 2026. I understood you spoke with Sashimani about the role of real-world evidence in the drug price negotiation process. Can you speak a little bit more about how this requirement will play out? So the initial guidance laid out the factors that the negotiating team will look at when they are in talks over a new price. And one of the things that I thought interesting is that they wanted to look at real-world evidence on who the drug benefits and also look into whether or not there's disparities in access to this drug, what those disparities are, and also if there's any issues that might come up in terms of access. And this is part of a larger effort, I think, by the Biden administration and CMS to explore healthcare access and try to mitigate any gaps. What was your biggest takeaway from your interview with her? It was very interesting. I wanted to learn some more about her and her background because this is the first time that CMS is actually doing this completely. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about the woman that's going to be helming this process. Director Sesmani actually has an interesting background. She is not only a practicing physician, but she also was the leader of value-based care initiatives at the health system MedStar Health. So it was interesting to kind of get her perspective on not only how she practices medicine, but also the economic angle for that. And she talked somewhat about her struggle to inform her patients about some of the benefits that are available in programs. For instance, the Affordable Care Act and new benefits in Medicare, such as not having to pay for out-of-pocket for vaccines. So that was kind of an interesting perspective from her that she brings two sides, not just the clinical side, but also the economic perspective. Well, thanks so much for talking. Thanks for having me. And before you go, I wanted to let you know about Politico's upcoming healthcare summit on June 7th. That's this Wednesday. Hear from HHS Secretary Javier Becerra, White House COVID-19 Response Coordinator Ashish Jha, Office of National Drug Control Policy Director Rahul Gupta, and more. We'll discuss the innovations transforming healthcare in America. You can learn more and register for in-person or remote attendance by visiting www.politico.com slash healthcare summit. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tine, Beth Dalton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmet is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.